What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's well. So, here, okay. One thing I forgot to talk about in the episode is the, the Dustin Poirier situation. I will talk about that in the next episode, I promise. And then we'll talk about the Conor McGregor video that came out that everybody's making fun of. And we'll go on from there. And we're going to talk about this weekend's fight. Have a great day, everybody. Please stay dry if you live in California. If you live somewhere where it's raining, I hate the rain so much. But please stay safe. Peace, guys. Later. going on everybody i hope everybody is well now remember how i told you that apex card it was like it wasn't my jam the main event was i'll tell you that much and it's because of chris curtis dude did you guys see the tweet that guy put out that it was insane bro but i mean insane like, that shit was wild. Let's read the tweet. I should have pulled it up before I hit record. I didn't. But it's okay. We will find it. So basically what happened, Roman Dulitze, we're going to go over the whole card, but what happened was Roman Dulitze um, had his hand on the ground and you know that weird thing that he's a grounded opponent, so don't be... Throwing the knees or whatever, but they really got to change. I know Andy Foster is really working hard on changing that rule, so we'll see what happens there, but um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, they really need to change that. Sorry, I got distracted. Now let me go look for this thing. So basically, they were saying, um, now Roman Delite, Imanov was... Cheating, and then Chris Curtis, because him and Chris have history. You guys, if you don't know, remember Chris Curtis fought on Israel Adesanya's undercard when he fought Alex Pereira the third time. And that's the fight that ended in a headbutt, and Chris couldn't continue. I don't know if you guys remember that, but that's where that happened. So... Let me see here. Let me see. Oh, Nick was at the Apex. That's pretty cool, man. I like Nick a lot. Nick is, is the man. He's my favorite fighter. But let me go find the tweet. I'm sorry. I got really confused with something I saw in here. Okay, this is four eye pokes, two headbucks, and a kick to a, a downed opponent. I don't know if he's saying that's what... Imanov did in the fight, but or if that's what he's done throughout his whole career. I don't know if that's what he's trying to say. But dude, like that was the best thing to happen through the whole fight. Like, so the kick happens, 
And then Imurab goes up to the cage because Chris is like talking nonsense. Like Chris Curtis is a funny guy, bro. He's talking nonsense and and he's going, what, what? This is Imurab going, what, what? And it's hilarious to me, bro. Like super hilarious because the funny thing was to me, Chris is like, but Nasuddin probably doesn't even understand them all that well, to be honest with you. And look, it goes, Nasuddin Mimonov tells me he has no desire to fight Action Man 513, Chris Curtis. He says they offered a rematch before UFC Paris and Chris declined. And then Chris responded to that tweet. That's Amy Kaplan. I don't know who she works for, but. True story, I was having a baby and not leaving the very pregnant mother of my son on the other side of the world to deal with a dirty prick. Big talk on camera and then nothing. A tell as told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Hey Chris, I also remember watching Nick fight Robbie for the first time. And funny thing is, I didn't like Nick that much back then. But for those that listen to this and know me personally, know how much I love Nick Diaz. But I started loving Nick when he was in Strike Force, talking hella smack. You guys remember that? I don't know if anybody remembers. Like he would go on videos talking about, like, "What's up, George? Let's fight. Let's fight." And I'm like, and at that time. I'd, I'll be I'll be very transparent with you guys. I wasn't a very big fan of GSP at that time. Like my admiration for George has grown since he retired. But while he was fighting, I was like, nah, nah, nah. And like I was very like, you know how like I guess the best way to explain it, how like Real Madrid hates Barcelona and Barcelona hates Real Madrid, like. The teams are probably cool with each other. It's the fans that are annoying and vice versa with the Lakers and the Clippers. Like, it's the fandoms that are annoying. We have to understand not the actual players or the organizations of the teams. Like, it's the fans that are annoying. So I was very much that. And Nick will always be my favorite fighter, him and his brother. Those that know me know how true that statement is. Now, there's one thing I want to get into before we get into these fights, but let me pull up the fights. And one thing I do want to say, guys, is I hope you guys are staying safe during this storm. I don't know what's going on that my setup for my YouTube videos does not want to work correctly, so I don't know what's going on. I was going to try to record some videos today, but... It didn't happen. So keep an eye out. Again, I'm going to try to get the website up and running. So keep an eye out for that, okay? So like I just said, Nasruddin Mimolov defeated Roman Dulite. Hinaro Mekano defeats Drew Dober. Randy Brown defeats... Muslim Sakihov, Natalia Silva defeats Viviani Arrojo. And then the unfortunate Ali Haskab, he received, he pokes Mahmoud Murdov's eye. 
Um, dude, I was so hyped for that fight. But you know what I found funny is Pahumpa from, from American Top Team. He was in his corner along with Umar and all those guys. So I'm like, is that guy, like, dividing time? Carlos Radke, the long-lost brother of Rodney Radke. If you don't understand that joke, it's it's okay. It's a funny joke. Molly McCann defeats Diana Belbita. That was a crazy fight. Crazy fight. Crazy fight. That's Ali Hasbrak Hizrayev. I could not get his name. I don't know why. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I like the guy a lot. But I hope they rebook that fight sooner rather than later. But again, they're going to do Ramadan soon. So a lot of these fighters are going to take a break. So. Hinato Moicano and Rand, first of all, Randy Brown's the fucking man. If you're not a fan of that guy, I don't know what's wrong with you, but Randy Brown is the man. And then we're going to get into the PFL press release about Bellator today. We'll get into all of that next. And uh, look. <laughs> This is hilarious. If you didn't watch this fight, please watch it just for the post-fight interview. UFC fighter Hinato Moicano gave truly wild interview Saturday about wanting to join the SWAT team to kill bad guys. Moicano, who's from Brazil, defeated Drew Dober in the octagon during UFC a UFC fight night, but it wasn't the fight that drawn a lot of attention. It was what he said after earning the big win that is generating headlines. It goes on to say, but that's not even the wildest thing he said. The wildest thing he said is that his dad was like 62. He just gave birth and that he was going to go home to his wife and have another kid. I'm telling you, it was wild. But it goes on. After I'm done with fighting, I want to serve as a police officer. I want to be on a SWAT team and I will fucking kill the bad guys. Make no mistake. There's right and fucking wrong. And people are forgetting about that. People are going crazy. That's why I want more kids. People to go to church and people to respect the fucking law. Otherwise, the greatest country in the world is going to be a third world country. And Amta Moicano said during his post-fight interview in the Octagon. There was another UFC. I don't remember his name, but I will find his name. There was another UFC fighter that he was doing really good. He was from Brazil. But he's saying he wants to be a part of the SWAT team here in the U.S. which That's pretty cool. But let me see if I can find this other fighter. And I used to watch his fights a lot. But what was it, Paulo Tiago? Yeah, Paulo Tiago, military man. I'm an ex UFC star. I spent six years in the elite special forces police while fighting. I didn't know if I'd come home. Paulo Tiago conducted hostage rescues, bomb diffusions, gun seizures, and even drug busts. And it goes on to say, Paulo Tiago entered the UFC with more hand-to-hand combat experience than usual. But like, I'm, what I'm telling you guys is, I don't. He like phased out in the UFC because as he started fighting harder competition, he couldn't win. So I don't know what happened. Let's see. We'll look at his record. I like when when he said that. I'm like, there was another guy that did this, bro. 
He was a judo specialist. This guy was the man, bro. He ended with a career of 19 and 11. That sucks. That just shows you that he should have stopped fighting a long time ago. Like, look. So, he started in Valid's organization, Jungle Fights. He went 11. He went. That's how he got into the UFC. He went 1, 2, 3, 4. He went 4 0 there that caught him up to 10 0. He then fought Josh Koscheck, 11 0. And then at UFC 100, he fought John Finch. He lost there. John Finch was the man. He beat Jacob Volkman. And then he lost to Mike Swick. I mean, he beat Mike Swick. And he lost to Martin Kamen, Diego Santos. He beat Dave Mitchell. He lost to Cesar. Para Azur Bazara. I hope I said that right. He lost to Dung Yung Kim, the stun gun. He beat Michelle Perarius. He lost to Brandon Thatch. He lost to Gasan Omarotov. He lost to Sean Spencer. He lost to Marcus Perez. Oh no. But so this Brandon Thatch, he lost one, two, Three. So that was during the time where if you lost three because you're out. So that's where that rule came from. Like, that's not really a rule. That's just what we all grew accustomed to seeing. Like, oh, if this guy loses three, he's out. Like, Ben has lost three, but he's still technically under contract with the UFC. Like, they let him do the Jake Paul fight. But other, other than that, he's still under contract with the UFC, bro. So we'll see what happens. Like that guy, that guy was cool. I hope Hanato gets what he wants and becomes a part of this thing. Like I hope he becomes a part of the SWAT team if that's really what he wants to do. But now, let's go and look at what the PFL had to say in their press release about Bellator today. So I don't know if I talked about this, but. A couple of weeks back, PFL teased an announcement about Bellator. And we finally got it. Hold on. Give me one sec. All right. Here we go. Are you guys ready? I already kind of knew what was coming. Professional Fighter League launches new Bellator MMA Champion Series. Following Bellator acquisition or major acquisition. Yeah, that's what that says. Bellator Champion Series to consist of eight star-studded global events featuring title fights on every card. Okay, so to me, what this says is you're going to get a champion on every card. So is Johnny Evelyn going to be able to fight here? That means he would probably only fight maybe once or twice a year. If he's lucky, three times. Because it doesn't say how many title fights. Like, so let's see. They had... They had a flyweight women's title holder in this Carmouche. They had a featherweight title holder in um, Chris Cyborg. They had a Bantamweight champion in Patchy Minx. That's three. They had a featherweight champion in Patricio. That's four. They had a lightweight champion in Umar. That's five. They had a um, 
Welterweight champion and Jason Jackson, six. Middleweight, Johnny is seven. Light heavyweight, um, it's vacant right now. Corey Anderson will take on who? I don't even know who Corey's fighting. Earl Moore for the vacant belt. That's what, eight? And then they had the heavyweight champ, Bader, nine. So they had nine champions. And you're going to have how many events? Wait, let me start a little. So they had one, two. They had two in the women's division. They had Patchy, three. They had Patricio, four. They had Umar, five. They have Jason, six. They have, yeah, and so it's nine. Because Johnny, seven, light heavyweight. It was, um, what's his name? Uh, Nemkov. But he decided to go to heavyweight. And they have Bader at nine. How many events are we getting? Eight events. So. And then the, the featherweight one is weird, right? Because I'm telling you, bro, like, what is there left for Chris to do in Bellator? Like, right now, the only fight, unfortunately, for her is Larissa Pacheco at this point. Like, how many fights does she have left? Like, let's say five, because I honestly don't know. Like, Larissa's the only one at this point, because Kayla's gone. Kayla went to the UFC. Kayla's like, I'm going to go try to make 135 pounds and become the best female fighter. And Kayla has, if I'm gonna, if she can fight those heavy girls, she can win at 135, like, it becomes more, can you take the shot, like I said in the other podcast. But let's keep going with this. Professional Fighters League launches new Bellator MMA Champion Series. Bellator's Champion Series consists of eight star-studded global events featuring title fights on every card. Bellator Champion Series set to launch in Belfast, Northern Ireland on March 22nd at the SSE Arena in Belfast. Belfast Carl's Moore faces Corey Anderson for the Bellator Light Heavyweight World Championship. And Belfast Liam McCord faces Shannon Kavanaugh at Bellator 302. Bellator's Championship Series events will be staged in MMA's growth marketing throughout the U.S., Europe, and other international regions. Belfast tickets will be available this Wednesday, February 7th at Ticketmaster.ie. The Professional Fighters League PFL, the fastest growing and most innovative sports league after their industry-shaping acquisition of Bellator, has announced the first of eight Bellator Championship Series events that will kick off in Belfast, Northern Ireland on Friday, March 22nd. Why did they, Why did you write all of this? And then just to repeat it down here. Okay, so it says a lot. So it's, it restates a lot of the same thing. And then I'll just read the part. I don't... Uh, whoever wrote this... Bro, PFL, hire me. We did not need to repeat what we just said at the top. Please. God fucking damn it, bro. God damn it. I'm going to read to you guys everything they wrote when they, they, they did not need to write it. So you guys heard everything I said at the top. Now here goes. The Professional Fighters League, the PFL's fastest growing and most innovative sports league in their industry, shaping up to the acquisition of Bellator, has announced the first eight Bellator, the first of eight Bellator Championship Series events that will kick off in Belfast, Northern Ireland. We did not need it. We already knew that. You did not need to re-say that to me. Bellator's championship series will take place in top MMA 
growth markets and around the world featuring world title fights and world rank fighters on each card. You did not need to say that. We could have snipped both of those sentences, bro. And you could have started with this. You This is how you could have restarted this personally. The reimagined Bellator Championship Series is part of a landmark agreement between PFL and the Zone, beginning with Bellator 302 on March 22nd. Like, you don't need to tell me it's Bellator. Like, I already know it's on March 22nd. Like, you don't need to tell me on, on Bellator 302. Fans will be able to watch Bellator Championship Series events in prime time in the UK, Italy, Portugal, Belgium, and France, and other European markets. And then again, you start with the... We already know it's a landmark. You could go after the acquisition of Bellator. The Professional Fighters League is excited to officially announce a new era of MMA with the launch of the Bellator Championship Series global franchise that PFL CEO Peter Murray. Like, why do, Why are you guys... You're being... Like, you're... This is... Um, you guys are probably laughing. Like, why is this guy getting so heated up? Over this, bro. Because you already said that three times. You don't need to re-say it. And who got the... Whoever wrote this... First of all, I hope Peter Murray... Because I'm going to let you guys in on a little secret. When they quote them, it's because... Whoever wrote this, they're already... Enjoy the way they write. So they just say, hey, Peter said this. But I'm going to let you guys... Sometimes that's not true. Like, sometimes they don't get a quote. Sometimes they just say what they think the person was saying. They'll put that in there as the official statement. Just letting you guys know. Just letting you guys know. The Bellator Championship Series will feature reigning Bellator champion fighters defending their titles against the best fighters in the world. From the star-studded Bellator roster, fans will have access to the best competition and most innovative formats in MMA distributed by the leaders in sports, including DAZN. See, that's good information. That, you need to keep it coming, you know? The growth and popularity of MMA is being matched by the innovation and promotion that DAZN is delivering in partnership with the Professional Fighter League. Pete Oliver, CEO of Growth Market for DAZN, said, The Bellator Championship Series is another example of DAZN delivering fantastic matchups where the best take on the best and what promises to be some of the best fight nights in the sport for DAZN's customers. All delivered by an award-winning app, which is widely available across smart and internet-enabled devices. Through a broad range of distribution partnerships and with a variety of flexible and accessible price points. All that's good information. Again, you already said this. Why did we put this at the top? Like, you already said this. Look. You could have cut all this out. Bellator Championship Series kicks off with Bellator 302 headlined by a title, by a battle over the vacant lightweight title world championship between Corey Anderson and Belfast's own Carl Moore. In addition, Belfast's Dan McCord faces Shannon Kavanaugh in a 2022 rematch. You did not need to say that. You could just say Bellator Championship Series kicks off with Bellator 302. We already know it's March 22nd. We already know all that. Because unless this is the end, you just re Yeah, this is probably the end, so you reinstate everything. The PFL is excited to kick off the new Bellator Championship Series this March in Belfast, said James Ferwin as VP International at PFL. Along with our great partners, DAZN, we look forward 
giving MMA fans a premium experience through the PFL's a Bellator Championship Series event. And it talks about the tickets. And then, like, this is the most interesting. This is the most interesting thing about additional distribution information, including U.S. broadcast partners, will be announced in the coming weeks. So this is just for the U.K. Like, we have no idea if it's going to end up being on. Because, you know, ESPN wants that deal. You guys know ESPN wants that deal? Because think about it. They'll have the big three. I know they're calling it Bellator Championship Series, but can I be honest with you guys? Like, we know this is the continuation of Bellator. We don't know how long it'll last. That's the other question. Like, if it's only going to be eight events, like, the other thing that has been asked is, will these Bellator fighters be able to take part in the PFL season format? Like, Peter Murray and Don Davis, like, they've been kind of iffy in answering those questions, but, like, that's another question to be asked, right? But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me, Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore PATM on Twitter. We will talk about Conor McGregor next time. Peace, guys. Later.